so when I was reading today's readings, and, and there's a very strong theme, if you've noticed, through the first reading and through the psalm and into the gospel of God's power over nature and the sea, um, it evoked really two images for me. Now, when I was in the seminary, they told me we were always supposed to have three points, so forgive me, I'm not very good. <laughs> but the first image is a story that my brother told me years ago uh, about his daughter, he and his daughter. Uh, he, was, he was 50 when his daughter was born, and almost from the time that she came home from the hospital, he would go out with a, on a walk with her every day. When she was a baby, he would put her in the little baby backpack thing, and he would walk and he would talk to her and, you know, about stuff that was relevant to a newborn, like Euclidean geometry and <laughs> medicine and things like that. And as she got older, you know, she was able to walk along with him, walk alongside him. There was, they would always hold hands. And it was pretty much the same route that he took most of the time. Uh, but then he said that one time, when she was maybe three or four years old, he decided to go a slightly different way. And so they're walking along, and he turns into a different neighborhood where they've never been before. And a couple of blocks into the neighborhood, he notices that the 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 force on his two fingers that she was holding onto is getting a little tighter. And the more they walked into this neighborhood, the tighter and tighter she squeezed. Uh, and he, he, paid, he paid attention to that. And as they were leaving, as they came back to more familiar uh, surroundings, she sort of let go and was just holding his hand normally. So when they got home, he looked at her and he said, were you scared when we were out there because we went somewhere we've never been before? And she said, well, I felt lost, but I wasn't scared because you were there, Daddy. You know, which is a beautiful image, right? Here's this little three-year-old, four-year-old girl. She doesn't know where she is, but her Daddy's there. And the reason that she was holding on to his hand tighter was just to remind herself that Daddy's there and he's got everything. He's taking care of her. And so when I think of that story, then I think about the second image, which is this beautiful painting by Rembrandt of this actual scene that we see in the gospel today. And I don't know, many of you may have seen this painting before, but when you look at it, it's very striking. There's a lot of, of life and activity for something that is like static on, on canvas. People who do that amaze me. Um, and Rembrandt does this very, very well. And so when, you, when you're looking at the painting, depending on you know what, where your eyes want to go, I think really kind of the first thing that attracts your attention is um, up on the left side of the painting. Notice how good I am? This is my right hand, but I'm saying left side because I know it's your left, right? Up on the left side of the painting, you can see the clouds breaking, right? And the beautiful azure sky is beginning to appear behind these clouds. And, and if there's any cloud in there, it's just sort of a white fluffy cloud that we all love to see. But as you go across the top of the painting, it's jet black once you get to the right side because that's the storm and the squall. And of course, the, the waves are huge and they're crashing over one side of the, of the boat and there's the foam and disciples and they're all panicking. The thing that's very interesting is in a cheeky little way, Rembrandt's in that painting and he's sort of looking at you from the boat like, do you see this? Um, but one of the things that we kind of miss, the deacon pointed this out uh, to me last night. I hadn't really thought about it before. But in the Greek, 
in the original text of, of this scripture, it doesn't say the boat was already filling up. That's what we heard in English. In the Greek, it said the boat was almost full, which when you stop and think about it, that's a little different. This is sort of the optimistic. It's already filling up. In the Greek, it says almost full, right? And so we can kind of begin to understand where the disciples are coming from. I think the most amazing thing is here's a boat that's almost filled with water, and where's Jesus? He's asleep, right? In the water. What's up with that? Talk about being at peace, right? And so Jesus is actually trying to tell us something in that very moment of his sleeping. You know, in his sacred humanity, and that's one of the things we want to remember about Jesus, he is fully human. He has a full human nature, a human will, a human intellect. In his humanity, he's asleep in the middle of all of this. And how is he able to sleep through all of this? Because in his humanity, he knows that daddy is there. He knows that God the Father is with him always. And so Jesus is never afraid. The only time we see his humanity break through even more powerfully is in the garden. But even there, he surrenders to the Father. And so in his humanity, he's trying to send us all a message, which is there is nothing the world can throw at you that the Father will not take care of. There is nothing that the world can do to you. There is no storm. There is no wind. There is no violence that is so dangerous and severe and terrifying that God doesn't have you well in hand, just as he had me well in hand, sound asleep in that boat as the water filled up. But once the disciples come to him in terror, he stands up and he shows us his other side. He shows us his divinity. Because what does he do but exactly what God says is his power when God is communicating with Job. After Job has laid out his whole case for his innocence and how God had no right to do all of this because he didn't deserve it, God says, I'm the one who controls the wind and the sea. I'm the one who tells the water where it can go. I'm the one who who allows the storms, and I am the one who calms the storms. And then in the psalm, we hear the same thing about how the storms came up, and they were terrified, but then God led them to a haven where they could be at peace. We live in a world full of storms. It's always something. And we are tempted to sort of look up at the sky and shake our fist and say, would you wake up? Can't you see I'm perishing? But God's not asleep. He's never asleep. He allows things to happen for a reason. And it's a reason that we may never understand on this side of eternity. But there is a reason for it. And so God doesn't want us to be terrified. He doesn't want us to doubt. In the difficulty and in the storms, what he wants us to do is sleep. But sleep in him. 
to rest in him as Jesus in his humanity rests in the arms of the father. As this little guy is resting in the arms of his grandmother on his way out the door right now. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Don't you want that? I sure as heck do. I think that's that's my whole dream of heaven is I just get up there and curl up in God's arms and spend all of eternity sucking my thumb and having God love me. Because that's his plan for you. And you can do that now. You know, sometimes we look at the crazy world around us and, and we forget that God has two wills. He has an active will, and that's when he actually is at work in the world. It's his active will that made each and every one of us, which is why all of us matter, no matter what. It is his active will that sustains each and every one of us in being every moment of our life, which is why we all matter, no matter what. But he also has his permissive will. And that's where he steps back and allows things to happen because he knows that good can come of it. And that's what allows us to have our free will. And the problem is, we mostly only recognize God's permissive will. And in his active and permissive will, God is weaving a tapestry that is absolutely amazing. But I don't know if you've ever seen a tapestry from the back. It's a hot mess. It makes no sense. There are threads and colors going every which way, and none of it makes any sense. It's incomprehensible. And that's the tapestry we see here on Earth. God wants to show us the other side. But we have to be patient, and we have to trust. And so when the storms come, and they will, and when the winds blow, and they will, and when the dark clouds are there, and it seems that God is asleep and ignoring you, remember, what God wants for you to do is to turn to him and say, you fix it. I'm going to rest in your arms. Because that's the only place, really the only place, where we really find peace.